Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, good afternoon, good morning. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's Rick Lupert speaking. I'm the man behind the Poetry Superhighway. It sounded sexist when I just said that. I mean, I am a man, but it, it easily could be a woman behind the Poetry Superhighway. Anyway, I'm not going to dwell too much on that. It's good to have you listening. It's uh, the November 2013 edition of our Worldwide Open Reading. And you, yes you, personally, are invited to call in and share a poem. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362 here in the United States. Or you could click the uh, Skype button or the little microphone button on the webpage if your uh, computer is set up adequately and just uh, call in that way. It'll be fine. Call in, share a poem, tell us the news, what's happening poetically in your world about your new book, about a contest you're running. Tell us about your website. Tell us about a reading series that you run or that you just like to go to in your town. But most importantly, just call in and read a poem. We want to hear it. That's why we exist. I'm sorry, that's why this show exists. There are other reasons why I personally exist that are not necessarily relevant to this show. Uh, it's a sad day for, it's a sad weekend for poetry in Southern California. We lost on Friday poet Wanda Coleman. Wanda was really a legendary figure in the literary life of Los Angeles. She was 67 years old, passed away after a, a long illness in the hospital. According to the obituary written by Carolyn Kellogg in yesterday's LA Times, Coleman was a key figure in the literary life of Los Angeles. She, as book critic David Ullen recently wrote, helped transform the city's literature. She was a finalist for the National Book Award for her poetry collection, Mercurochrome, in 2001. And she was born and raised right here in Southern California in Watts. She was the... uh, one person who was actually born in Southern California. Uh, She said, she was quoted as saying, words seem inadequate in expressing the anger and outrage I feel at the persistent racism that permeates every aspect of black American life. And she once said, since words are what I am best at, I concern myself with this as an urban actuality as best I can. She was funny. She was a very powerful reader. I had the good fortune to hear her read. Uh, Earlier this year, she was given the George Drury Smith Award by Beyond Baroque Literary Arts Center. That's the highest award that they give each year at their annual awards banquet. Uh, And she was present and she read her poem. She read poetry and and spoke. And uh, I'm very lucky to have been in the room to, to hear that. I couldn't imagine that we'd be losing her later in the year when I was listening to her read earlier this year. It just seems like a few months ago. It was a few months ago, but it seems like it was was just yesterday, really. Uh, She was published primarily on Black Sparrow Press. That was the the press that uh, Charles Bukowski was published on, most noticeably. And uh, she's missed. I'd I'd like to tell you one more thing about her. We... uh, we will be playing later on in the show at about the half hour mark a, a spoken word MP3 from from Wanda Coleman, so we'll actually be able to hear her read during this program. Uh, but I think Brendan Constantine said it best as as well. He he kind of says everything best. I'm not sure why anyone bothers to say anything since he's around saying stuff. But he said. Dear poets, we are poor today, poorer by 10 million libraries, by constellations of light. We have lost more than we had to lose. Wanda Coleman has stepped away from the mic. Say her name, 
It's already too quiet. Keep saying it. That's Brendan Constantine from a post on Facebook. All right, so stay tuned because uh, in addition to hearing you read, we will be hearing a poem from Wanda Coleman in about 25 minutes or so. So it's been about a month and a half since we had our last open meeting. Our last show was uh, a few weeks ago where we announced the winners of our 2013 poetry contest, quite a successful contest. We had uh, more contest entries than we've had in many years. Um, Our judges did tremendous work in scoring the poems. Congratulations to all of the winners, all the people who entered. Um, You can read all the uh, winning entries by going to poetrysuperhighway.com and uh, uh, click on the Poetry Superhighway link there, and you'll see uh, you'll see just a few entries down the uh, link to the winning poets, and you can read their poems. Some stellar work. Thanks also to our sponsors again, who uh, not only made it so every single poet who entered could get a prize just for entering, but uh, who at this point ninety eight percent of the sponsors have actually already sent out their prizes as well. So thank you so much for that, for getting them out so quickly. Uh, There's other things going on. Um, I I see a couple people uh, already online waiting to read their poems. We're going to get to you shortly. Um, There are a couple other Poetry Superhighway news items I'd like to mention before we do that. First of all, if you're on our email list, as you may be, uh, you might have just seen that we published our annual holiday recommendations list. So... We put together a list of, of books which have come to our attention this year from individual poets, um, a couple of anthologies, a couple of resources for poets, uh, and a couple of other things as well. That just went out um, because it's prime holiday shopping time. And wouldn't it be great if, uh, if you got poetry for other people? Not only would it uh, uh, augment their lives, but it would help the poets whose books that you buy to purchase actual poetry from them. Um, Full disclosure, when you click on the links in the email, it does benefit Poetry Superhighway and all the money that we make from these small uh, uh, commissions that we get from uh, recommending books on Amazon goes directly into uh, supporting the Poetry Superhighway and our various projects. So... If you're looking to give poetry this year, check on uh, check your email if you if you got it, or you can go to the Poetry Superhighway website, and under the bookstore link, uh, a bookstore menu, you'll see the top item is holiday recommendations, and you can see who who made the cut this year. Um, and there's some great poetry there this year. One of my favorite books of the year actually is on the book. It's uh, Jeffrey McDaniel's new book, Chapel of Inadvertent Joy. Uh, on a Pitt poetry series. Jeffrey McDaniel is certainly one of my favorite poets, and uh, I've been slowly reading through the book. It's it's actually a book I I could probably read through in a couple of hours, but he only puts out a book every few years or so, and I'm just trying to make it last. So I highly recommend that book uh, as a gift to anyone. Uh, Jeffrey McDaniel kind of, uh, for me, was one of the people who reinvented poetry, Helped me understand what it could be, what it could be, both uh, in terms of the skill of of the writing, but also in terms of the skill in presenting the poetry. He he crossed a lot of lines in terms of his content and the way that he read poetry, and he um, has been very successful um, in all kinds of worlds of poetry, both um, in uh, the spoken word circuit as well as 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 what is sometimes referred to as page poetry, though I'm not even really sure what that means and why we bother to draw those lines to begin with, for that matter. Finally, I want to remind you that uh, right now we're in the midst of our ninth annual great ebook free-for-all. Uh, this is kind of the sequel to the Great Poetry Exchange where people... A pledge to send a book to another randomly selected poet, and at the end of the selection period of the uh, submission period, um, uh, you're assigned another poet, and you send your book to them, and they send their book to someone else, etc., etc., etc. So poetry books at the end of the Great Poetry Exchange are flying all over the world. So uh, as a response to uh, some folks asking, well, why can't we submit ebooks to that? We developed the Great Poetry Ebook Free for All. So you can submit your book to this now, or your books, as the case may be. Um, it has to be a PDF. 
of your poetry book. You submit it online by clicking on the uh, Great Poetry Ebook Free for All link. Fill out the form there with your uh, uh, with your PDF attached. Uh, so you can't fill out the form until you actually have your 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 ebook in hand. And again, it has to be in PDF format. The book can't be larger than one megabyte. And uh, the books get added to the list of books that you can see there. There's there's about 50 books, uh, 50 ebooks which have been pledged so far. Pledged isn't right. Actually submitted, I should say. And uh, on December 1st, the deadline to get your ebook in is uh, 10 o'clock p.m. Pacific on the last day of November, end of this week, end of this coming week. And on December 1st at midnight Pacific time, yes, I'm very Pacific time-centric here. Forgive me. It's where I live. Uh, all of the books that have been submitted will be free to download for 24 hours on December 1st. So that's pretty cool. You can download them all willy-nilly. Um, I, I put together an ebook every year for this project. It's kind of a, um, a, I use it as an impetus for, for me to actually put a collection uh, together. Um, and again, it's all free. It's free to participate. It's free to submit an ebook. If you don't have an ebook, put one together. It could be as simple as putting a bunch of poems in a Word doc and exporting it as a PDF. Uh, most computers these days have native uh, the native ability to just simply export as a PDF. Um, if you can't figure out how to do that, there's a link online to a a, a, a website that um, that that fr- that for free will convert your Word docs to PDFs. Or you could. Uh, maybe you're a little bit more advanced and want to put together uh, something that looks, uh, uh, you know, a little more slick and stealthy. You can do that too. Check out my ebooks if you go to my website, poetrysuperhighway.com. Under the poetry link, um, the top link are my the the six ebooks I put together specifically for this project the last several years. And you can see what I did to to kind of lay them out in a particular way so it would look kind of cool um, in an ebook format. Um, and there you go. Um, all you have to do is submit your book, your ebook, by the end of this week, by uh, 10 p.m. on November 30th, and you're in. It's that simple. You got two ebooks. That's fine too. It's fine. I'm very excited about this project. It's free. Oh, and the, I guess the uh, denouement to it is after, at the end of the submission period, or I'm sorry, at the end of the download period on De- on December 2nd. Um, the links are going to go offline, so it's really important that you know you can only download the books for free, or period. Uh, we're not putting them up later for a cost. They're free to download on December 1st. That's it. And then we take them offline, but we will leave the list of books up, and we're going to put information on how many times each book was downloaded. So that's kind of cool if you're a person who's submitting an ebook to see actually how many people downloaded your book. Um, instant gratification, knowing that so many people will have actually downloaded and theoretically read your book as well. All right, that's it. That's everything I have to tell you. It is time to get to our open reading. Again, the number to call in and share your poem is area code 646-716-7362. Call in, ladies and gentlemen. Our first poet is calling from the 506 area code. Hello. Hi, this is Andrew Scott calling from Canada. Hi, Andrew. All right, Canada. Very excited <laughs> that our first caller is, is international. Yes. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, where, in, uh, where in Canada are, are you? I'm on the East Coast in a little province called New Brunswick, which is right on the other side of Maine. Cool. Fantastic. So you were able to translate. Uh, you were able to translate all of my um, uh, the times that I listed when I when I said Pacific time, and didn't feel slow. Oh, absolutely. Not at all. Okay. Good. Good. Do you have a poem for us? <laughs> I have a story for you. Yes. Okay. Seeing spider webs across the wall, making a blanket to shelter itself, hypnotizing my eyes to the concrete trying to disappear from the night noises in this cell. This is my fifth or sixth year here. I was supposed to leave with good behavior after year two, but it was not meant to be. A robbery that turned into taking a man's life. An animal cage can change a person. That is what I was told when I came here. 
I just waved it off as talk, and little did I know in my walk on here. Seems so long ago that I was guilty of my crime. No employment, and the family needed food. Any man would think the same. So easily caught, I was not the criminal kind. Just two years away, I was told. For the first little while, I just counted the days until I could see real sun and sky again. I tried to ignore everything else and just keep to myself. Slowly, that was taken away from me. The noises of self-satisfaction at night were echoing choruses that would not stop, and each day they became louder until I shared the same fantasy. Same with the beatings for territory and dominance, mine started to lose emotion, so sleeping and living would overtake. I would not be the prey of others. I stopped caring because I felt I had to. Letters from family stopped being answered and visitations ceased without thought. They saw the transformation. I did not. The madness was over everything. The rules of the outside world did not exist. When another tried to take, he knew the rules inside here. So when I took his last breath, it was without conscience or feeling. Another lifespan is all I have now, locked in here, the animal cell, given to me by the people that do not know on how it is the battle in this mind, the tormented sea of madness. End poem. Very nice, Andrew. Thank you so much for sharing that piece. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. No problem. Do you do you participate in in spoken word events and poetry readings uh, where you are in your community? There are not a lot of spoken word events that take part in my community where I am. So um, I do visit a lot of blog talk shows periodically. And that's, that's cool. And here you Actually, are visiting one, one now. <laughs> you, yeah. Do you host one? Oh, tell us about it. Uh, in a, actually, in a couple of hours, uh, at, at 7 o'clock Eastern Time, or I'm going to say 4 o'clock Pacific Time, I host what is known as Speakeasy Presents Reverse. And now, it, it is an open mic, just like your show. However, people, when they call in, they have to recite poems that um, inspire them. Not their own readings, but works that inspire them. Hmm. So That's it can, cool. It can, Did, it can it can result in some pretty interesting conversations. Oh, this is this the did, did I call into this show once? Uh, I, yes, uh, a little while ago. Yes. Yeah, I remember. Okay, because I get the emails on this um, um, every week. This is, and I, I think it's such a cool cool concept. I I think I read a Billy Collins poem, um, and I, yeah. I remember uh, your your co-host. I think put in the description something. Um, and and I, I remember I don't remember exactly what the words were, but I remember really being struck by it at the time. Um, that really seemed that that opened a, up a wide berth of what poetry could be, you know. Um, um, really opened to all kinds of styles and things like that. And it's so cool. I know you guys host a an open reading for where people can read their own work as well at a, on, on Thursdays, maybe right. On Thursday nights with the lovely Nyla Alicia and um, very silent, but yet steady, Michael Quigg, yeah. Yeah. So I just, I, the whole concept of, of requiring people to read other people's work is, is such a cool thing for so many reasons. You know, uh, um, it helps people like me not get stuck in our own work, you know, um, and... and <laughs> And and remember that there's other people out there. I mean, I, I don't think you can possibly be a good poet unless you read other people's poetry. You know, uh, you're going to read stuff that well, you like and read yeah. read stuff that you don't like, and and both of those help to inform your voice, right? See, that's that's exactly it. I know as a writer, I read ten times more than what I do write. But if you want to be inspired by an idea or step out of your comfort zone, you know. Look at other people's art, and then and then you would never know what can come from it. Right, and that so not only well, can something great come of it for you, but the the fact that uh, you know what's so cool about it, if you're listening to the show, is that you might end up hearing poets that you you know uh, really noted poets who you you didn't you might not have heard of before. You know, um, exactly. I'm always so. I'm always so impressed. You, some, you know, I host a live open reading uh, at a at a venue here in Southern California, and and go to a lot of readings because unlike 
New Brunswick, we we actually have a lot of stuff going on in terms of poetry. No slight to your community, by the way. Um, oh no, no slight away. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm always, you know, in in much the same vein. Occasionally, someone will get up and and use their time at an open mic, which is limited, to read the poetry of someone else. And and it's it's yeah. just it's such a cool thing to give away some of your time for that. Um, and and the fact that you have a show which is dedicated exclusively to that um, is I just think deserves the highest kudos possible. Oh, thank you so much. No I problem. Appreciate that. Well, Andrew, if someone wants to check, is there a website or how do people find your, your shows or what you're doing online? Well, uh, you can find the show. Uh, just type in uh, Reverse um, on Block Talk Radio and it'll pop up. Or you can just find me on Facebook, Andrew Scott. A lot of people have mutual friends. And I also have a website, andrewmscott.com. Cool. Well, so. thanks so much for calling in, Andrew. Well, thanks for having me. This is great. Uh, and maybe you should start an actual in-person reading out there in New Brunswick. <laughs> it may have to happen. <laughs> Let me know. Uh, I'll, I'll, dri- I'll drive out and read. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'll give you a couple of weeks' notice. <laughs> I'd appreciate it because... It's at least three days of a drive, you know, and that's without stomping. Oh, for definitely. Food, so, uh, you know, sleep, food. <laughs> all right, well, my best to you and your show. Say hi to Nyla for me and, uh, and call in again. Okay, thank you. Sure. Bye now. All right, that was Andrew Scott calling from New Brunswick, Canada. So cool to have uh, an international call uh, to open up our, our show. Um when I say the word international, of course, that that uh, that has the potential of offending everyone not in the United States. It's how how uh, America centric I apparently am. But no offense meant. Um, I feel I'm like I'm making a lot of apologies and disclaimers uh, uh, to to you all, um, and I apologize for that. Um, all right. Then the next. Uh, well, uh, call in people. The the number is six four six seven one six seven three six two or. Click the uh, the Skype button on your uh, Blog Talk Radio web browser or the little microphone there. Call in, and we want to hear what you have to say. We want to find out what's going on in your poetry community. Our next caller is from the 516 area code. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, wonderful. Thank you for asking. And where are you calling uh, from? Oh, I'm sure. calling actually, from New York. New York. New York. New York City? Um, I'm about five minutes out. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have I should have asked your name right right away, because that's uh, more my important. My name's Keith. Keith. Yeah, I'm, I'm like about five minutes out of New York. You got five one six area code. Uh, New York is seven one eight. That's Queens. I'm about uh, I'm about two minutes out of Queens right now. So I'm calling from actually uh, my, my friend's house in uh, Lindbrook, New York. Lindbrook. Okay. Yeah. Um. It's you know you, you've got the accent though you, you could have told us you were right from you know right from downtown and we would have believed it. Um, well, I guess that I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I've uh, I've heard that before. I actually uh, it's pretty funny because I dated a girl with an English accent and she used to make fun of my accent all the time. So it's a little bit of it, it all it all uh, it all happens, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I you know you step outside of here, you know uh, everybody always wants to point it out, but um. Meanwhile, you walk around here, and uh, everybody talks the way that I do. So, yeah, no, it's it's definitely not a bad thing. No, no slight meant there. It's just it's something that if you know, it's it's someone one note uh, that one notices if 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 it's not your uh, your accent, you know. So, um, and I think it's I think it's cool. So, um, thank you. So I appreciate that. No problem. So uh, let's hear your poem. Um. All right. Yeah, I got a. I, I, I do a little bit of wordplay, so I, uh, I wrote this one poem called Diction, and it was something that I performed at uh, a couple of venues and just to have fun with the crowd or whatever. I, I could be romantic, whatever you prefer, but if you want to hear the diction, I'd be more than happy to recite it for you. Sure, let's hear it. Okay. So it was like this. It says, I'm malevolent, yet benevolent, yet irreverent and relevant in any residence. Scientifically, it defies probability. Simply call it an anomaly. It's never going to be the epitome, 
of mediocrity, you can't solve it with trigonometry. Algebraically, alphanumerically, it's undefined with hypotheses and purpose to analyses, no fallacies. It refills prescriptions with its intuition, educates the masses without tuition. If misery loves company, prepare to be lonely. Never enslave the memories with the goal to control it. Supercalifragilistic expialidocious, superfluous with logistics and exponential notions. These are extraneous variables in locomotion, superbly boisterous and silently ubiquitous. It's addiction. It's addiction. You take the same word, apply two connotations, the same definition with different explanations, confederations at our own recreation, confederations mimic my recreations. It's a jigsaw puzzle with a pop-like trouble. No shooting ladders pops here when I throw doubles, like soaking with A-tunes, hoping to break through, graceful with some great tunes, composing a playthrough. They're sitting at Pops here, sipping on their beers, and they think it disappeared, but no, it's still here, like carbon monoxide, silent and deadly. The poems that throw prose that hit heavy. The greatest tree is complete in a masterpiece, craftily, when everybody and their mom wrote you off, because all things come full circle. That's why diamonds come in rings, because even Urkel flew high with winds low. It's addiction. Uh, that was addiction for you. Very nice, Keith. Thanks. I, I love the, the, the play between the word diction and how it almost sounds like addiction. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. That's cool. So what goes on? Uh, do, do you do uh, readings in, in, uh, in Lindbrook? Um, well, fortunately for me, um, I've uh, lived in and around New York my entire life, the city, like, you know, New York City. And uh, right. Lindbrook is obviously, like I said, it's just right outside um, the area, but you have Nassau County, you have, you know, what, what, what you would call Long Island to the east of the city, and then you have the city, and between those two, uh, places, there's a lot of places actually to do, like, you know, like open mics, like I heard, uh, the gentleman from Canada mentioned, and, um, right. especially in New York, like, if you go down to Manhattan, um, if you go down to the Lower East Side, uh, they got a lot of poetry places down there. Like I'm sure you've probably heard of them because I know you're probably a, a you know a, a scholar of poetry. Um, I'm sure you've heard of the New Yorican Poets Cafe and the uh, the Bowery Poetry Club because I know those are some uh, pretty well known venues, especially you know in this area. Um, yeah, I know them both. I don't know that I'd call myself a scholar of just about anything except maybe cheese. But I, um, um, I've I've been to the New Yorican and um, I I walked by the Bowery Poetry Club last time I was in uh, in the city. So yeah, those are definitely venues which have which you know by uh, reputation have uh, made their way to the West Coast. So, so those are places terrific. that those are places that oh. you go and read. I've uh, yeah I've been there. I've performed there. I, they have a um, well, you know, like they have like slam poetry up there. So, yeah. um, you know, you go to you go to Bowery, Bowery poetry. It's more of a poetry open mic. But you go to the New Yorican, and it's more of a slam poetry type of situation. And uh, if you go to Brooklyn, um, there's a couple places there as well. Like this place called uh, the Nicholas Brooklyn. There's this other place, um, the Street Poets. Um, and then if you, if you go out. You know, in uh, Nassau County area, Long Island, um, you know, they have a lot more open mics. There's a couple places that, you know, they're kind of like, uh, you know, coffee shops and whatnot. And uh, you can go ahead and read poetry there. They, they kind of welcome all types of, uh, of, um, of, you know, of art and expression. But I wouldn't say that, you know, per se, if you were to go out that, to, to that part, to, if poetry is a big, a big uh, movement over there. As opposed to, let's say, if you go into Manhattan and you go down to Lower East Side, you go down to Alphabet City and all that, that people are very much into it over there. So it's pretty cool to actually have something like that available. That's cool. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, definitely. Um, do you, If people want to check out more of your work, Keith, how do, how do people find you? Do, they have a, do you have a website or anything like that? Uh, yeah, what I do is... Um, I have a Facebook account. It's uh, facebook.com slash myththepoet. It's a little bit of an alias. Um, it's something I used. I used to actually uh, be a little bit. So I, I used to rap a little bit, so I had to use an alias. But I long ditched that because I, I wanted to rap so I could recite my poems. So I just said, you know what, to get that, I just want to recite my poems. But I still use the same account. And um, so, yeah, if you go on facebook.com, 
slash Nick the Poet. That's where uh, I post a lot of work on there, and um, I'm, I'm trying to get like a actual like you know author's website up using my real name, uh, not an alias, which is Keith Fuchs, and uh, I would, you know that'll be up soon. But for now, that's where you can uh, go and check out my other work. And uh, you know, sometimes on my Facebook, I try to promote other poets that I, you know, have, uh, also collaborated with and uh, had the had the privilege of meeting and you know reveling in their work. That's cool. That's kind of like what I was talking about with uh, with uh, Andrew, who preceded you on the phone. So um, great to hear. Sounds yeah, like uh, you're. Um, you're I'm sorry, I was just going to tell you, if you were just looking for a great poetry community online, I don't know if you're familiar with Poetry Vibe, but uh, there's some really wonderful poets on there. I've seen, you know, there's a couple guys that their work is just, you know, some, some of the things that they've said, you know, it's just absolutely, you know, breathtaking. And it's very nice because I put some poems up about a woman I loved up there. I wrote a whole book about her, but I put some of my work up there. And they really, you know, they really... They, they, I knew like, I knew they took the time and read it, and they were very supportive. But then you go and you read their work, and it's just, you know, it's absolutely just unbelievable. So if, you, if there's a community up there that you were seeking out to see some uh, individuals that are just very unique but very, very gifted, there's uh, Poetry Vibe. It's PoetryVibe.com. They're up there. Definitely recommend that. PoetryVibe.com, is it? Yes, sir. Cool. All right, well, um, Keith, great to uh, great to meet you here, and uh, I hope you call in again. And best of luck to you to, with uh, everything that you're doing. Same to you. Thank you very much for having me. The uh, pleasure was all mine. All right, take it easy. You too. That was good night. Uh, night. <clears throat> um, all right, that was uh, Keith Fuchs calling from Lynbrook, New York, just outside of uh, just outside of uh, Manhattan, the big city, reading his poem about diction. Uh, telling us about what goes on in poetry in New York City um, uh, and about the Poetry Vibe website as well. Um, thanks so much for calling in. All right, the number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. We'd love to hear a poem from you. If you've never read in front of people before, this is a great way to start doing it. This is uh, a chance for you to share your poem uh, without actually being in front of the audience, just like talking to someone on the phone. You don't have to dress up for it. Um, You could use a fake name. You could say that you're Henry from Minaluth Hiawatha, which is a place that may not even exist. See, and I'll just believe you. And you could read your poem, and if it doesn't go well, then it didn't matter because you didn't even say who you were. But I'm sure it will go well. That's the whole point. I can't um, emphasize enough how important I think it is for people who are artists to share their work in front of other people. Um, It's a cool thing to do. It helps build your confidence in your own work and helps you get to know your work better, uh, um, as well as just as a chance for you to expose your work to other people. So do call in. The number is area code 646-716-7362. Did you know? that over a thousand people listen to this show every time we do it. Not usually live. Live we have less than that. But uh, when I go back to look at the numbers um, of how many people listen to the shows in the archives, they just explode. So uh, that's pretty cool. This is a chance for you to really expose your work to a hundred gazillion people or at least over a thousand. So again, call in. The number is 646-716-7362. As promised, here at the half-hour mark, I mentioned at the top of the show that Southern California, really the world, uh, but we, she was ours, really, uh, lost Wanda Coleman this past Friday. And I wanted to play for you a uh, an MP3 that I found of her reading a poem. This is her poem, At the Jazz Club. This is Wanda Coleman, who passed away on Friday at the age of 67. At the jazz club, he comes on a ghost. Remember, we were here once. Love was a new cut of meat, the sweat of fresh blood 
into each other's eyes, falling, a closeness of breath, a toast, two glasses, reflection, his knee courting mine. And I thought wrong, thought maybe. Flesh time, widowed sheets, a memory of a half-fleshed toilet, the smell of him lingers just at the edge of my nose. Oppressed carnation stains the paper of our lives, pages to lock away in a chest of disquiet. Where are they all now, the ones who listened so rapt to our rhetoric, the spirits that mirrored my enthusiasm, lust for adventure, the window that promised escape in case the smoke became too thick. A prayer catches me unaware. Religiosity is something other than dogma. The stink of our love losing potence between applications of pine saw. And I'm burning for him bacon on a hot, greasy grill. The singer sets a mood. What more can we do? We cemented in bond of flesh, eager to get there, never tiring of the ritual detergent and bleach, the sun-burning kisses on the tips of my fingers pressed against safety glass. Sometimes his touch comes through with the urgency of a dying race, my heart beneath his shoe. We whispered overthrows, speculated on the Egyptian book of the dead, soul train and liberation. Whatever happened to the brown-eyed me, a mini-skirted wound weeping soft red candle light, she reappears occasionally between motel doors, takes her lover's wallet while he sleeps and steals away. Well, there you have it. That was Wanda Coleman's poem, At the Jazz Club which I found online. This was all kind of uh, put together rather quickly, so I couldn't tell you where and when that's from, but uh, certainly enjoyed it. I hope you did too. If you have any memories or knowledge or thoughts about Wanda Coleman, uh, feel free to call in uh, and uh, share them. Maybe you have a favorite poem of hers you'd like to read. Um, The number is area code 646-716-7362. Um, I understand there will be a memorial service for her at Beyond Baroque Literary Arts Center. Um, In the future, no information has been published about that um, as of yet, but but, uh, stay tuned and, uh, well, I don't know that, I mean, stay tuned to the show. You should stay tuned to the show, but uh, we probably won't be providing that information later today. But... uh, uh, maybe go to the, stay tuned to the Beyond Baroque website, beyondbaroque.org, and I'm sure the information will be posted there or on Wanda's Facebook page as well. Um, or just call in and read a poem, area code 646-716-7362. We've got about 20 minutes left in the show and be more than happy to uh, hear something from you um, and find out what uh, what's the latest in your poetry community. Tell us that you got a new book out. Call and tell us about that. Speaking of new books, I mentioned earlier that uh, Jeffrey McDaniel has a new book out. It's called Chapel of Inadvertent Joy. It is his, I believe his fifth book, could be fourth. Uh, When the numbers get so high, I kind of lose track. It's on uh, University of Pittsburgh Press on their Pitt Poetry Series. It's his second or third book with them. He previously was published on Manic D Press out of San Francisco. Jeffrey teaches creative writing at Sarah Lawrence College in New York, probably not too far from Keith, who just called in and read a poem. And uh, he's, uh, had a, he's had poetry published all over the places, all over the place, including uh, places like Plowshares, American Poetry Review, and Best American Poetry, both in 1994 and 2010. So I thought I would read a poem from him since I... Uh, have been pumping him up so much. So this is from, again, his new book, Chapel of Inadvertent Joy. This is Jeffrey McDaniel's poem, A Brief History of Eyebrows. Uh, It doesn't say this in the book, but I assume this is dedicated to anyone who has eyebrows or 
who has ever thought about eyebrows or who just has a single eyebrow for that matter. That, that could be you. I don't know. A brief history of eyebrows. Kate Winslet's eyebrows are the arms of an Olympic swimmer in the last length of the butterfly. The devil's eyebrows are knitted from the nose hairs of infants. Winona Ryder's eyebrows are safety pins holding her face together. The field worker's eyebrows are sweat rags stitched directly into his forehead. John Keats's eyebrows are two maple coffins being carried across a field of snow. And your eyebrows are church benches I want to be carved into like initials. That was Jeff McDaniel's poem, A Brief History of Eyebrows, from page 12 of his book, Chapel of Inadvertent Joy, my probably my favorite new poetry book of 2013. Definitely recommend checking it out. I'd love to check out your poetry in the form of your voice, reading it here online. The number to call in to read a poem is area code 646-716-7362. I mentioned the great ebook Free for All earlier uh, in the show. Um, This is a project, I I just wanted to remind you that uh, your deadline to participate in this by submitting a book is... 10 o'clock p.m. on November 30th, which is this coming Friday. Let me just double... Nope, I'm sorry. This coming Saturday. Had to double-check the actual calendar so I didn't steer you wrong. It's also the fourth night of Hanukkah. That's exciting. So submit your ebook. This is a great chance for you to... uh, Maybe you've never put together a, a poetry book of any kind... Before And this is a great opportunity to, to kind of go through the exercise of doing that. What does it mean to assemble a book of poetry? What poems do you pick? How many do you pick? What order do you put them in? You know, this is the kind of thing that uh, each, each of these little tidbits of, of direction are things that you should put some thought into. You know, what's the cover going to look like? Now, I, I mentioned earlier that if you want to participate, it could be as simple as just a Word doc with poems. But if you're bothering to put it together, why not put some thought into into these little details? Uh, uh, make it make it something that looks nice as people are flipping through it. You know, what is the what is the experience that they're having with their eyes? You know, not just in reading your poems, but um, in in the font that you chose for the titles of the poems, in an image that you chose for uh, the beginning of the book, in the font that you chose to put the uh, the title of your book in. You know, all these things um, augment the experience of the person who is the end user of your book, the person who ends up looking at it. And these are things that you could put thought into, not just in, in, in putting together an ebook, but really when you put together anything uh, in, uh, in poetry, whether it's a, a chapbook that you're putting together to pass out at readings in your community or designing a book that's going to get professionally printed and put up on Amazon Etc. But I don't want to be discouraging uh, with all that information. It'd be cool if you put something together like that. But again, it could be just as simple as uh, a Word doc that you've exported as a PDF. And if you go to the Poetry Superhighway website, poetrysuperhighway.com slash PSH, you'll see um, the big graphic banner headline. The first one that's there um, is uh, a link to the ebook Free for All page. Once there, all the instructions on how to participate are are at the ready for your eyes, ready to be uh, ready to be read by you and followed. Um, you basically put your ebook together. You export it as a PDF. Uh, again, if that sounds like some kind of technical nightmare, it's really not. Uh, most word processing programs these days uh, on the Mac or PC have a native export function. You can export your book right from your program to PDF. If you can't figure out how to do that, um, there's a website uh, you can go to called PDF Online. Uh, 
um, or if you just do a search on Google for uh, uh, doc to PDF, uh, you'll come up, come up with the website. You can upload your doc, and it sends it right back to you as a PDF. Uh, we require that your book be in PDF format because, um, in particular, if you're going to use different fonts or some other kind of uh, you know graphic um, enhancement to your book, um, if the person reading your book, if they open up the doc and they don't happen to have your particular font, um, then the book won't look the same to them. Um, if you've got a you know a font that's a particular size and your poem fits perfectly on a page, and then the person opening the book doesn't have that font, it's possible the, the it'll change. And uh, I mean the words will still be there, of course, but uh, you know the poem might not fit on. Uh, on the on the same page and and it's just a, it's a different experience. If you're like me and you're really uh, interested in the way things look, um, we then require the the way to kind of guarantee that that happens is by is by exporting it to a PDF. When you do that, the fonts get embedded, and uh, when someone else opens up your book, it will look exactly the way that you designed it. That does require, if you have any settings, that you make sure you click the little box that says embed fonts in the uh, PDF as well. Um, the file can't be larger than one megabyte, which usually isn't a problem with mostly textbooks, but if you're using a lot of pictures and things like that, it's important that you use low-resolution versions of them or you adjust the settings of the PDF that you export so that way um, it's as small a file as possible. The idea behind this being that um, uh, many people will be downloading books all at the same time, and there's only so much bandwidth, and the longer that your book takes to download, the less time people have to download uh, the rest of the books, and etc. So uh, we require that your ebook file be less than one megabyte. Shouldn't be a problem. Um, you'll fill out the form online. Uh, you'll put the book title, a 50-word or less description. Oh, I should go into uh, some detail about that. That is actually very important. Um, if your description is longer than 50 words, and unfortunately the form that we have online doesn't give us the ability to limit the number of words, um, so you kind of have to do this. Um, if your description is longer than 50 words, I'm going to email you back and, and say, please submit again with a description that's 50 words or less. And that means not 51 words. Believe it or not, my studies of mathematics have taught me that 51 is in fact higher than 50. So please, um, I'm a stickler for that. Um, your, your description has to be less than 50 words. Um, and that's particularly important if you're submitting late in the game. If you wait all the way till November 30th to submit your ebook, um, uh, you know, and it's, say, 9.50 when you uh, submit the book, and I get it up online and realize, oh, no, it's, uh, it's 51 words, you're not going to have time to redo it. So better you just do it right the first time. Don't you think? I think so too. All right. So um, you uh, submit it online. All you'll you'll be able. You can look now. There's about 50 books online that uh, uh, e-books that have been submitted uh, since we opened up the the project, the great e-book free for all for submissions on November 1st. Um, so join in with your book. Um, your uh, your book will appear in that listing, and then on December 1st, uh, starting at midnight Pacific time. For a 24-hour period, um, all of the eBooks will be available for download. You can download them as many as you want, as, or as many times as you want. I don't know why you'd need to download the same book more than once, but that is, you can download all of them, uh, as many of them as you want, and have them forever. But uh, you can only do that on December 1st. After that, um, they will all be going away, and uh, uh, and you will not be able to download them. Again, but the cool thing about that, especially if you're participating by submitting a book, is that um, uh, roughly at some point on December 2nd, um, I will replace the page um, which listed all the books with a new page that still lists all the books but will tell you how many times each one was downloaded. And what do you get if your book was the most downloaded of all the books? Absolutely nothing, but the satisfaction of knowing that more people downloaded your book than all the others. That's kind of cool. Bragging rights, I guess. But it's just cool to know that, you know, 50 or 60 or however many people actually bothered to download your book and have it, you know. Um, this is free distribution for your poetry. All right, the number to call in. I think we can squeeze in a couple more callers. 
Um, uh, if you want to call in right now, it's uh, area code 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 949 area code. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, this is Rondi. <coughs> Hi, Rondi. Oh, so Hi, cool to hear your voice. <laughs> oh, great, thanks. It's, uh, it's great to hear your voice, too. Um, well, I just, I, you're right. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say I could send you a tape, you know, for in the event that the, the, the show isn't happening. Oh, awesome. Okay, uh, cool. Of my voice. I mean, you know. Oh, <laughs> For my own private listening time. Thank you. <laughs> sure. It's just one of the extra services I offer to, to callers. Um, uh, I should mention before you uh, read, I, I, know you're, what's, I know you're from from Orange County. What city are you calling from? From Rancho Santa Margarita. That's a lot of words in a city name. Yeah. I, there's a lot of words in everything I do. Everything I am. <laughs> Wow. I should mention also, um, and I know that you're already aware of this, and thank you for the, the kudos that you, that you sent to me in responding to it, that you also have a book in one of our um, holiday recommendations um, this year, your book, Let the Ends Spill Over Your Lips, which is such a cool title with a very intoxicating picture on the cover, and I'm very happy to have you as one of the Poetry Superhighway's holiday recommendations this year. Congrats. I was so honored. I, I was dancing around my kitchen this morning. Oh, my God. You could not have made me, no one could have made me happier, Rick Looper. No one. Well, we'll have to talk with your husband about, uh, with some creative <laughs> ideas. But um, <laughs> do, you, do you happen to have a poem to share with us? I do. You know what? It's just a Sunday. This, this poem was written on a Sunday, and it's about a, a, a beloved Sunday morning tradition. So... Sunday morning's over, but maybe it's just starting for some people. So, good morning if you're just waking up. Hello, Hawaii. <laughs> Hello. Okay, this is called Confiscating the Pencils. I want you solved like a crossword puzzle. Each correct answer should describe you, from your least significant thought to your most profound belief. Every fallacy you've bought a scotch for and every pornographic fantasy you've soundtracked. Every thought you've ever had about me and every insecurity you still hold about yourself. What's a four-letter word for the four-letter word you've sworn off of? If the downs and the crosses would sync up and band together, I could finally make some sense of all those questions and uneducated guesses. It might be foolish to believe that each truth is essentially dependent on the others to be correct, but I'll keep at it anyway. I want you spelled out in black and white formation, without any gray eraser smudges of corrections, to make me doubt all of my previous deductions. I want your truth, the whole truth, one answer to answer them all. It should come in the form of encircled letters. Be unscrambled at the end, a secret code. Lay naked with me on a Sunday morning. I am confiscating the pencils. Fill in every empty space. Corroborate your answers. Ink stain my sheets and skin. Thank you. Well, there's just about nothing I didn't like about that. <laughs> Uh, anything with four-letter words or references to four-letter, you know, references to the existence of four-letter words is, I find, very <laughs> Um And I think, you know, I, I was uh, lucky enough to be um, in your presence a couple of weeks ago. You you published um, the anthology A Poet is a Poet, No Matter How Tall, which I'm, I'm uh, really proud to have a couple poems in. And my wife and son and I came down to the reading um, that you had there in Mission Viejo. And um, I believe you had pencils out for people as well. I did, yes. <laughs> yes, we'd like to, you know, encourage people to write always. That's kind of my, my passion is, uh, is self-expression and helping people to find a very safe place to do that. So I try to bring pencils everywhere I go. That's cool. Just be safe because they can be kind of sharp. They can. <laughs> they can. Be careful Rondi, you of your do you have a website sorry, or anything you can you can uh, I tell do. us? 
I do. It's um, www.theloveofwords.com. So cool. No problem. Thank you. Oh, thank you for letting me read a poem, Rick. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it. And uh, call in again. I will. Thank you. Have a great Sunday. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay, bye. That was uh, Rondi K. Morcondo calling from Rancho Santa Margarita, California. Not only a place to live, but a fine beverage as well. Um, Moving on, uh, a caller from, uh, um, gosh, a blocked number, series of ones. Who just called in? Rick, Michael calling from Birmingham. Hey, Michael, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Uh, This is inspired by the book of Ruth of the Old Testament. She was the great-grandmother of King David. Known for her kindness and faithfulness, and um, wherever thy goeth, I will go, and wherever thy lodgest, I will lodge. Ruth, Sweet. Ruth, no, that's just like an intro for the illusion. Ruth. Oh. Oh yeah, but I did like that. Yeah, that's like a moment to include it. Ruth's son songs, cradle songs, all oh, my mother's songs. Never stop singing lullabies to me. Never stop singing lullabies to me. Your songs, mother, cradle songs, all. Well, I like the intro and the poem equally. Um, Michael, I always appreciate your uh, calling in and your, your brevity. It's a, it's a little sweet bites. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm going to have to uh, hopefully talk to you next month. I um, hope so. I'm um, I hope so. I'm going to let you go because I want to try to get one more caller in in the few minutes that we have left. Um, hello, uh, 818 area code. That's me, Rick. It's Linda Ravenswood. Hey, Linda. Wow, long time. How the heck are you, my brother? It's been... I'm great. <laughs> it's been decades. <laughs> it has. Anyway, um, I just I have... saw that you were doing this right now, and I wanted to just offer one one sentence that I heard today that meant a lot to me. I almost didn't want to hear anything after I heard this one thing. And uh, usually I'm extremely long-winded, but here it is. It's beauty ennobles us. Wow. And I heard that today. Garrison Keillor was talking about, gosh, he was going on and on and on. And as soon as he said that, I just turned off the radio. Sometimes the smallest thing can, can do it. That's so cool, um, and and it's you know so appropriate when I only have two minutes left in the show to to just read a, a, a one sentence thing. Um, Linda, you're you're calling from Southern California, right? I sure am. I'm in L.A. In L.A. Cool. Well, it's great to uh, hear your voice. It really has been decades. We, um, I guess, we were connected uh, so many years ago by by the folks at Caffeine Magazine, and we That's ran exactly a very right. short lived reading, as I recall, at the. Uh, uh, Insomnia Cafe, which uh, uh, famous for one night when a guy kicked over a pie because no one was listening. That's right. <laughs> My finest memory, poetry. Um, and it's, it's, I've just reconnected with uh, with with the with the folks who did Caffeine um, recently. So it's it's kind of fortuitous that you would uh, you would come along as well. It, really quickly, what, do you have a website or something people could check out your poetry? I do, I do. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've been in school and I've been teaching, and I'm sort of re-emerging into the into that performance world. It's the Ravenswood Jones is the website www.theravenswoodjones.com. And thank you so much, Rick. No problem. We'll call in again uh, earlier um, when we do this next month, so I can have the chance to talk with you a little more. I absolutely will. You you could read maybe you know two sentences. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Sure. Um, That was uh, Linda Ravenswood calling from uh, right here in Los Angeles, uh, preceded by uh, Michael Birmingham. Uh, Sorry, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama. I'm going to rename him Michael Birmingham. What the hell? Uh, Who came right after Rondi uh, K. Morcondo from Rancho Santa Margarita, California. Um, Keith from Lynbrook, New York. And the show started out with uh, Andrew from uh, Canada who uh, runs a show actually later today on, on Blog Talk Radio, the classic poetry open mic where you can call in and read the poems of someone else. Thanks so much for calling in, everyone. 
Um, our next show is going to be on December 15th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific. It'll be an open reading. I hope you call in and read um, some folks. Call in earlier in the show so I'm, I'm not so rushed with you at the end. That would be great. Check out our website, poetrysuperhighway.com slash PSH. Participate in the great ebook free for all by, uh, by this Saturday. Um, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Have a great uh, rest of your week, beginning of Hanukkah, Thanksgiving, or whatever it is that you celebrate. Bye.